0: Hey, I believe that Jesus has brought us together. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. And I believe that you're here for a reason, and the reason is because Jesus has brought us together. If you think about it, there's a million things that you could probably be doing. I know there's a million things that have led up to this point in your life, things that have happened or or not happened. You think about the, the time in all of human history, and for some reason, you are here sitting in these chairs right here, right now, tonight. Why? Because I believe Jesus has brought us together. Hey, grab your Bible if you haven't, and open up to Ephesians chapter 2. My name is Eric. I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, just so good to be with you. My wife, Krista, is sitting in the back wearing a hat. Can you wear hats in here? Yes. She's wearing a hat. Daniel's wearing a hat. All right. We've been married for 11 years. We've got two, two little ones, two kids. Haddon, he's in a kindergartner in Danville. Anybody go to Danville here? No. <laughs> hey, he's my neighbor. Yeah, he's in first grade, oh, yeah. Haddon's in first grade now, that's right. <laughs> Have another child, Piper. Uh, she's in preschool, right? Yeah, she's in preschool. Um, we've got a dog, Wrigley. He's a good dog. We've got a cat. I'll be honest, I, very, I care very little about the cat. We've got seven fish. Um, hey, we've been here at Harvest for about 10 years, which means I can remember some of you when you were itty-bitty little ones, some of you when you were in kindergarten. And uh, man, God is good, what God has been doing in, these, in this place over these years. This summer, the elders gave me a sabbatical. That meant I had two, uh, two months off, two months away, two months with family, And when I came back, one of the very first emails that I replied to was from Pastor Cody asking me to be here tonight. I said, yes. like Without even thinking about it, it's like, yes. like Don't even look at the calendar like, yes. I'm not here helping him out. I'm not here because he asked me to be here. I'm here because I want to be here. I love this opportunity. Bring God's word with us tonight because I believe Jesus has brought us together. There's a reason that you're here and we're gonna unpack that tonight. Well, if you have your Bible, Ephesians chapter two, you've been going through the book of Ephesians, and we're going to start in verse 12. This word starts with the word remember, uh, remember two weeks ago, remember when Pastor Robbie was preaching two weeks ago, Ephesians two, verse 12, remember that you, and listen, we we have to apply this to ourselves, Like, like insert your name when it says you, right, like, like the Lord is talking to you, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Listen, remember that that you at one time, you were Christless. You were alienated you, you were like a foreigner to the Lord. You were a stranger. You were hopeless. You were godless. Is that a good place to be? Okay, you guys are smart students, right? Hopeless, godless, Christless, strangers, foreigners. Like, is that a good place to be? No, it's not. But look at verse 13. Hey, whenever you, you see the word but in the Bible, like, like something's about to happen. Like this is a contrast. There's a change that's about to take place. But now, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. See, we need to remember that at one time in our life, before Christ came, and became a part of our life, before we had a relationship with the Lord and the forgiveness of our sins, before that, we we were far. Like, we were far, far away from the Lord. Godless, hopeless, Christless, strangers, foreigners. That's how we're described. But, but because of Jesus, because of His blood on the cross, Jesus has brought us near. And tonight we're going to see Jesus has not just brought us near. In fact, Jesus has brought us together. Jesus has brought us together. Look at verse 14. For he himself, talking about Jesus, for he himself is our peace. Hey, listen, Jesus is our peace. Hey, raise your hand if you have some problems. Raise your hand if you have some problems. If your hand is not raised, like, can we trade lives this week? You have no problems? Seriously? No problems. Life is full of problems, isn't it? Like, like, like life is full of problems. I'm sorry to to disappoint you, to crush you, but you're going to have some problems. Yes, yes you're going to have problems. Life is full of problems. Problems at home, problems at school, problems with family or friends or coaches or classmates, teachers, neighbors, brothers, sisters, parents, problems riding the bus, or like me, forgetting to pick my child up off the bus. (laughs) Two weeks ago, that was not good. Problems with grades or homework or drama. Right, girls? Drama. Problems. Pride and anger and jealousy and doubt. Temptation. Frustration. Disappointment. Discouragement. Problems with your clothes. Problems spilling food on your clothes. We have problems this summer Um, I had a problem with raccoons. Have you ever had a problem with raccoons? A couple of us, yeah, big problem. Let me tell you about these raccoons. For about two months, these raccoons were coming into my yard and rolling up my sod so they could eat the worms and the grubs underneath the sod. I mean, this is all you can eat buffet. For two months, I thought it was my wife for a while playing a mean joke on me. Every night, raccoons coming out, rolling up the sod. I've got a 125-pound dog, Wrigley. And, like, he was worthless. <laughs> you think the cat helped? <laughs> Every single night, rolling the facade, eating these worms. So me and my son Haddon, what do we do? We, we, we sleep outside. We, we get some hammocks, and we sleep outside in the trees, and we put up a box with, like, a little stick, and we put some peanut butter. Do you think that worked? Nope. So I got a trap like a real trap, like a cage trap, and I started catching these raccoons. And I caught four raccoons. But then I had another problem because I named them with my kids. And once you name a raccoon, you can't kill the raccoon. So I took him to Pastor Cody's house and let him loose in his backyard. No, I didn't. Hey, life is full of problems. We, we have problems. On a more serious scale, I mean, the world has problems of of war and violence, crime, drugs, hunger, poverty, slavery, it's real, disease, famine, hurricanes, suffering, persecution, pain. The world has problems, life is filled with problems, but listen, in the midst of our problems, Listen, Jesus is our peace. That's what verse 14 just says, right? For he himself is our peace. Like, not just what he does, but the essence of who he is. His very identity. He is peace. See, it's not about... Hiring more police officers and firefighters and, and, and peace agreements to end wars and, and learning just to help, how to play nice with each other. It's not about more education, more money, more laws. It's not about just trying to catch all the raccoons. No, we, we live in a world of problems, and yet Jesus is our peace. See, the answer to problems is a person, right? His name is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Jesus was born in a time of violence. Like when he was born, King Herod was trying to kill all of the baby boys two years and younger. Can you imagine that? Like, like, like total like, annihilation of like, all of these newborn kids and toddlers, all of these boys being wiped out. Jesus was born into violence. His parents had to take him to Egypt, right? He had to he had escape away to become a refugee to another country just, just to live. Jesus comes back. He's now growing up there in Israel. He saw problems. He saw crime. He saw hunger. He saw poverty. He saw turf wars, things that were happening with the empire that day. Think about Jesus, his, his last week, what happened with him. I mean, he was, he was arrested. He was beaten. He was laughed at. He was murdered. He gave up his life willingly as a sacrifice, because he wanted to be our peace. All of our problems, they're, they're, they're found, the solution is found in a, a person, in Jesus. Look at verse 15 or 14, we're gonna keep going. He himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility how by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of two so making peace see jesus made peace there was a problem with the jews and the gentiles these were two different people groups back in the time of, of jesus there was a problem with with these jews and the gentiles for about two thousand years um, the Jews, I mean, they were, they were considered God's, God's people, right? They had the favor of God. God called these people to himself. He, he built a holy nation from this people because of his love for them, his love for the world. And so ethically, think about this, ethically, if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile, okay? So Gentile just means non-Jew. And so raise your hand if you're a Gentile that's like all of us okay we are all considered gentiles we are all non-jews unless you're jewish we are all gentiles and so ethically there's there's a separation there's there's this division like there's this like there's these differences separating these jews and these gentiles and it was really easy for the jews to kind of be like all puffed up like all all pride like like kind of like spoiled kids like the favorite child right like like who can do no wrong and so these Jews, there's this, this separation, this division, this, this animosity between the Jews and the Gentiles. And this made the Gentiles kind of angry, kind of upset, kind of mad about it. I mean, think about it. If you've got one child who thinks they're the special favorite child, uh, what's the other child think? Like, no, you're not. That's dumb. Um, there was this division there was this tension, there was this conflict for, for centuries, for years and years and years between the Jews and the Gentiles, ethically and socially. Socially, there was walls that were put up separating the Jews and the Gentiles. Socially, uh, the Jews, they had they had rules. They could only eat certain foods, not bacon. They had clothes that they wore dressed in a certain way. They, they had their own traditions and festivals and calendars and Jews. They would have um, had a Sabbath on Saturday and not worked on Saturday. And So socially there was a, a separation, a distinction and, and walls were being put up to separate the Jews and the non-Jews, all of the Gentiles. So during this time in the temple, the time of Jesus, there was a, there was a sign. It's actually this sign here. This was carved in a stone. And uh, this stone was actually found in 1871. Um, after hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, this this stone was found. It's 13 inches wide. It's like eight, nine inches tall, five and a half inches deep. This this stone would have been in the temple. Like think about that. Like the temple that Jesus visited. This this temple um, had a had a courtyard of an outer court. and and anybody could go into the outer court, Jew, Gentile, anybody could go to the outer court, but then to walk through kind of the the pillars, to walk through the outer court, to go to the inner court could only be Jews. No Gentiles could come into this inner court, this inner sanctuary, and then even further was more of the, the holy place, the most holy place, where nobody went, just a high priest one day a year. And so all of these Gentiles, they could come up to the temple, but they could not enter through this, this kind of, think of like a gate. And so this, this stone was, was right there at this gate, right at these pillars. And it was warning the, Jew, the Gentiles to not enter. Can anybody read Greek? Can anybody read Latin? Anybody? Can you read this? Let me, let me help you out. Um, this says... Nope. This says no foreigner may enter within the blastrade around the sanctuary and the enclosure. Whoever is caught on himself, he put blame. For the death which will ensue. And so, if you were a Gentile and you were to walk past this sign, it's like a do not enter sign for all Gentiles. If you were a Gentile and you were to walk past this sign, you are, in essence, putting blame on yourself because you will be killed. No Gentiles could be walking past this sign. No Gentiles could be going from this outer courtyard now to this inner courtyard, approaching the the throne of the Lord. See, socially, there was these divisions. There were these separations. Spiritually, walls were putting, literally put up in the temple to, to separate the Jews and the Gentiles, separating these two people groups. Ethically and socially and spiritually, there, there were these walls that were being put up. So what did Jesus do? He broke down the walls. What does Jesus say? You have to be a Jew in order to be saved? No. Jesus says... People from every language, every tongue, every background, every race. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter where you grew up. It doesn't matter where where your parents live. No, any person by grace and through faith can come to saving knowledge, can receive the the blood of Jesus that covers over their sin. Any person. Not just just Jews. This is for Gentiles too. Hey, is this good news for us? Yeah, because we're Gentiles, right? Jesus tears down the wall. He breaks down the wall, this, this dividing wall of hostility that was separating these two groups. He, he tears it down and says, No, you have access now to the Father. Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. It's by grace, it's through faith, as you trust in me. It's, it's not about sacrifices of the temple. It's not about the, the obedience of the Ten Commandments. It's, it's not about doing the right things. It's 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 trust. It's believing in Jesus. You don't have to be a Jew to be saved. This is for all nations, all people groups. Hey, when you see people, um, what's the first thing that you notice? Do you notice the things that you have in common or the things that, that look different? Different, right? I think that the things that we first see in people are all the things that, that stand out as something that's, that's different. And I would say, even we are just, we are almost conditioned from life early on to start putting up walls with people who are different, start putting up barriers with people who maybe look different, talk different, dress different, speak different. When the Lord looks at us, He doesn't see that. He doesn't see that. Some people are tall, some people are short, some people have blonde hair, brown hair. That doesn't matter to the Lord. He doesn't care about that. He sees you. He sees beauty in you for who you are because He created you. He made you exactly how He wanted to. I think sometimes, like, we look in the mirror and man, we're just hard on ourselves. Like like why do I have these glasses or why do I have freckles or why do I have like curly hair? Why am I tall? I wish I was smarter. I wish I was prettier. I wish I was stronger. Like I think sometimes we just look in the mirror and we just get mad. Like God made you exactly how he wanted you to be. We see separation. We we see differences. We, we put up walls. We, we keep people out. Man, Jesus came to break down walls. Jesus sees you for exactly who you are because he created you. He sees beauty in that. I, mean, I think sometimes we're just really hard on ourselves. the way that we look, the way that we dress. I don't think the Lord so much cares about that. I think the Lord cares way, 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 way more about your heart. Not like what's going on out here. Like what's, what's going on in here? What's going on here? Like that's what Jesus cares about. Jesus is our peace. Jesus is the one who breaks down walls. He doesn't separate people. He made you exactly the way He wanted. He chose your family. He chose your skin color. He chose your hair. He chose to have you born here in America and not Canada or Africa or Australia. For some reason, Jesus chose this time, this place, brought you here tonight for something. Jesus doesn't see differences. See, Jesus has been working in in a million different ways. Jesus is working behind the scenes. Jesus has been working to, to bring us to him so that he can bring us and present us to the Father because Jesus brings us to God. Look at verse 16. Here's what Jesus wants to do, verse 16. And he might reconcile us both to God talking about all these differences, talking about the Jews, talking about the Gentiles, all these differences, what does Jesus want to do? He he wants to reconcile us both. He, He wants to restore this, like, broken, bad, ugly relationship. He wants to reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. Man, hostility, like, this world's just an angry place, isn't it? I mean, it's just hostile, Like even schools, schools can be hostile. Schools can be angry. Schools can be mad, right? Like there's just some junk that's going on in schools and it's like, man, this is messed up. Man, Jesus came to to bring peace, to break down walls, to reconcile relationships, to kill the hostility. Verse 17, and he came and preached peace. Jesus did a lot of things when he came. But one of those things, he came to preach a message of peace. I think that's a message that we need to hear. Peace. Not just feel better about ourselves. There's this message of just, just peace that I can trust the Lord. God made me exactly how he, he wanted to. That God loves me. And we can have this this inner peace and who the Lord is and what the Lord has done on our behalf. The Lord has done a work and He came to preach peace. Peace to you who are far off. Remember, peace to you who were separated, hopeless, Christless, godless, strangers, foreigners. You who are far off. Jesus came to preach peace and peace to those who were near. See, that's what the cross does. The, the cross, and it, 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 it brings us together. See, the, the cross kills the hostility. The cross kills all of the, the differences. The cross came and crushes all of the things that we like to separate, all the walls that we like to put up with people who are different. Jesus came and he killed that. He crushed that. He broke that down so that he can now create, as it says, one body, one person, a new creation of diversity, of beauty. Every tribe, every nation, every tongue, every language, all people groups. That's the Great Commission. Go out to all of the nations. Making disciples. See, this is what Jesus came and instituted. It's not this division of, of Jew or Gentile, it's it's all. Jesus is coming for all people, all people groups. Through the cross, Jesus brought the Jews and the Gentiles together. He created this, this new body, this new humanity, this, this one new creation. And yet we still have this problem because we are still stuck in sin. And we so easily put up walls and barriers to keep other people out. We so easily put up walls to, to separate ourselves even from, from God. See, sin is what separates us from God. God is holy. God, He cannot be in the room, the same room as sin. He cannot tolerate sin, sin cannot be in His presence. And so He had to send His Son. The one who came to preach peace, the one who was sinless, to come in our place, to bridge that gap, to give us access to God. Look at verse 18. For through him, through Jesus, we both, we Jew, we Gentile, we all nations, we all people groups, we, we have access in one spirit to the Father. See, it's through Jesus and his blood that was the provision for our penalty. The necessary means, the the source, it's through the blood of Jesus that that we now can have access to God the Father because he has received our sin. He has forgiven. He has removed. He has washed away. He has cleansed our sin and all unrighteousness so that we can live at peace with God. The Bible talks about um, life before Christ as being hostile, as being an enemy of God. Life with Christ, you can be a friend with God. It's only possible because of Jesus, because of the peace that Jesus brought. Once we were far off, hostile enemies, because of the cross, we've been brought near. And there's no longer this, this wall that's separating us. There's no longer this, this barrier that's, that's keeping us from the Lord, but, but Jesus has come and broken this down that we can have a relationship with him. Jesus is our peace. Jesus breaks down walls. Jesus gives us access to God. Verse 17 says that Jesus came to preach peace. I want for us to preach peace to ourselves tonight. Man, this, this world is hostile. There are problems in this world. And the answer, the solution, it's, it's not out there. It's not out there. And in fact, it's, it's not even like try to fix it in here. See, it's, it's what Jesus has already come and done for us. And tearing down the wall and dying for us to remove our sins. How do you knock down a wall? Does anybody ever a sledgehammer? It's one way. I'd say the best way to knock down a wall is one brick at a time. You just, you just take it down. One brick at a time. It's kind of easier when they're not cemented together. <laughs> but when I get angry, right? Like like when I get angry or when I'm jealous or or when I get uh, mad or, or have pride just like taking over, controlling my life, like I'm, I'm just, I'm building up a wall. Like when, when I worry, I'm building up a wall because that says I don't, I don't trust God. Like Like when I'm depressed and I just kind of like feel sorry for myself and... No, I'm, I'm building up a wall because I, I don't trust that God loves me. Like when I use like bad language, profanity, man, that's not pleasing to the Lord. I'm just building up a wall. Like Jesus came to crush this. He came to separate this. But the struggle of sin in my life just keeps, keeps building it up, it keeps separating me further and further from the Lord. Like when I lie, when I lie just to make myself look better, it's not pleasing the Lord. When I lust after something, when I have impure or evil thoughts, wrong desires, that's not pleasing to the Lord. I'm building up a wall. And this wall is not only separating me from God, it's separating me from others. When I'm selfish, when I, when I make this world like all about me, I'm building up a wall. When I judge others because I think for some reason like I'm, I'm better. I'm, I'm building up a wall. See, sin builds this wall between us and God. This is a wall that separates us from him. And when we put up walls in our life because we don't like to be exposed. We don't, be, we don't like to be called out. Like, like We like to hide. Pastor Cody preached on this morning. We like to self-preserve. We like to self-protect. And so we build up these, these walls in our life to block others, to keep others out, not letting people come too close to really get to know the thoughts that we have, the desires that we have, the issues that we have. Man, Jesus came to break this down. Jesus came to crush this. Walls help us hide. Walls keep people out. Walls push us further and further and further away. Um, hey, I believe the Lord brought us together tonight. I really believe that. I believe the Lord brought us together tonight, that He has a reason. For some reason, the Lord has been working in your life and He brought you here tonight. How do you break down a wall? One brick at a time. One brick at a time. Hey, start thinking what is one thing in my life? What is one thing in my life that's not pleasing the Lord? I'm not trying to go on a, on a sin hunt here. I'm just, I'm just asking you, what, what is something in your life that you're, you're building up a wall? You're putting brick after brick after brick, and you are keeping other people out. Something that's separating you and your relationship with the Lord. What is one thing? You know, it really helps when we, we use specific words like worry or lie, language, lust, Judgment, jealousy, pride, anger. It really helps when we use specific words as we begin to identify what are the specific things in my life that are, that are not pleasing the Lord. Jesus came to break this down. Jesus came to crush this. Jesus came to remove this. He wants us to confess it. He wants us to tell him. Because his his blood is what covers this. His his grace is is what covers all of this. His his mercy is is just what, what just completely crushes this wall. Hey, let's pray. God, you're good. God, you love us. God, you have come. Lord, to reveal yourself, to bring us peace. Lord, to be our substitute in our place. God, you came in the form of your Son, Jesus, who loves us, who died for us. God, you want to know us. But so often we put up walls. We, we try to hide. We try to separate ourselves. We, we try to not get caught. We cover our tracks. We try not to be found out, exposed. God, sometimes you just want to call ourselves out. You want us to have the courage to have the guts to admit, Jesus, I'm not, I'm not pleasing you right now. I've got some things in my life that, that are wrong. God, we fall on your grace. We fall on your love. Lord, we need your compassion and mercy. Lord, we know you want to forgive these, these sins, these things within us. God, you're a God of peace. Lord, there's a lot of problems in life. There's a lot of things that are happening. The world is a messed up place. The world without you is hurting and lonely and dark. God, is not getting better. Lord, peace is only found in you. You're the peace that can remove our problems. You're the peace that is a solution to our questions. God, we need you. We need more of Jesus. Praise in your name. Amen.